Hello and welcome to episode 32. I am your host, Colin Board. And I am Aaliyah. Welcome to the Abbey Normal Podcast. How's it going? You don't have to yell. We're going to talk about a little special thing that Aaliyah organized here. So if you want to explain. Yeah, so I thought it would be fun if we did a little mystical astrology or astronomy type episode. Because, and tomorrow is not only winter solstice, which is very important for a lot of spiritual people. The longest day of the year. It is the longest day of the year. It's the winter solstice. It's it's one of those occasions where the veil between dimensions is really thin. So we do kind of get to see some supernatural stuff. Especially if you're the type who like practices witchcraft and mm-hmm. shadow work and you know all that good stuff. Like Which I know we don't. So It's really, really cool. So I wanted to talk a little bit about like capricorn season i thought it'd be fun to kind of do this regularly every zodiac sign like next month we'll do aquarius and the following months to come we'll do other zodiac signs Mm -hmm. but i'm going to combine the capricorn zodiac sign i'm going to combine this also with a little bit of winter solstice knowledge and the great conjunction which is tomorrow so i asked colin earlier today if he knew what the great conjunction was and he did not so I'm going to read a little bit of what I looked up. And most of my notes are going to be coming from my phone. So I'm sorry if it's not like as organized as our usual stuff is. But the Great Conjunction is when Jupiter and Saturn are aligned in the night sky. And this is going to take place tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So because they're they're going to be the most visible in the sky. And because they're aligned with one another, they're going to be pretty bright to see. And this is something that hasn't happened in almost 800 years. Oh, wow. Some, some sources say 400, some sources also say 600, but a lot of times they say 800 because it's the, like the most visible in the sky to most parts of the world. And spiritually what this means is that when those, because these are like the two power planets, Saturn and Jupiter, they're the biggest planets of our solar system. And when they're that close together in alignment, they give off these really big energy vibrations, which people who are more spiritually in tuned can pick up on. And even mm-hmm. some astronomy or astrology like studies has an effect on you know certain zodiac signs. It also has a certain effect on people. Well, also entering the age of Aquarius, also, which is another you know odd thing. To talk about but we'll we'll probably get into more of that next month but right now what this also does for a lot of people in this time is is that it makes people more spiritually awakened so right now a lot of us think in 3d and let me just read you a little bit about that 3d consciousness is viewing things from a purely physical state you are seen as an individual that is separate from others So that's how we all think and feel right now. Then there's 4D, where many people believe that the fourth dimensional state acts like a gateway to the fifth. When in 4D, it is easy to travel back to a 3D state. However, this jump in consciousness is much more difficult when you reach a 5D state. These, you know, thinking skills begin to awaken the idea that we are all connected and that there is more to life than what meets the eye. 
thoughts are powerful and can shift the way reality is perceived. Duality and the idea of good and bad is still experienced, but there is more compassion and understanding behind it. So that's 4D. That's where other, I think other people think and feel that way too, especially like I said, people who are more in touch with their spiritual side, not just within themselves, but within the universe. Like, hmm. you know, like this notion, we are all connected spiritually with the universe you know, and our lives play a much more bigger role than just what we physically think it is, mm -hmm. you know? And then living in a 5D state. So once you reach a 5D state of consciousness, it is very difficult to go back to a 3D state. So from this level of consciousness, you begin to understand that we are all one and we are all connected. Life becomes an adventure of growth and there's no such thing as a good or bad risk. Mm -hmm. um, there is a higher purpose for all things and every experience holds meaning. There are stronger feelings of love and connectedness with others, the planets, and even the galaxies around us. Love and compassion reign supreme and there is a lack of judgment. You understand that everyone is just on their own journey. Everyone is considered to be equal and there is a desire to live from a place of pure authenticity. You understand that your purpose is to live your truth and to seek the joy. Which I think some people already feel this way. I've met a few people who are like, really? I accept you for your, you know, who you are as a person. Same here. I know tons of people are the same way. Yeah. I feel like there's people who are already, you know, like that already. But what this great conjunction will do is that it will help the people who are already thinking in 3D jump to 5D. So we'll be probably be more, I think the term is like, like woke. We'll be more awakened spiritually as thinkers yeah so that's an interesting concept so that's what the great conjunction is it's not only awakening yourself spiritually it's also a good time too to really get started on manifesting you know what that is colin i've heard the word if you can explain that more so manifesting is putting out messages to the universe mm -hmm. in hopes that they will give it back well, that's Tenfold. the thing. My dad would always do that with me. You know, we mm -hmm. would always manifest, you know, towards the universe. And that's what you want. But then you just wait a little bit and the universe always tends to come back. Well, it's not so much asking. It's giving out the vibrations. Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Universal vibrations, like what we'll be experiencing with the Great Conjunction, it's spiritual energy. Yeah. You know. So what we give out to the world and to the universe it bounces yeah, yeah it will bounce back either tenfold or however many you know but because this great conjunction is going to be a powerful surge of spiritual energy this is a good time for to manifest those thoughts and wishes into the universe mm -hmm. but it's not so much as like asking so i actually found a really good exercise i think a lot of people can do during this time for manifestation so here's what you could do Get a journal or get some paper and you're going to write two lists. So your first lists are going to be things that you don't want to like continue going forward. Because especially going into the like the new year and ap like after tomorrow, you're going to go through each thing saying, I am ready to release. And then whatever it is you're ready to release. Mm -hmm. You're going to go through this list and that's going to be your cons list. Then you're going to write a second list, which is going to be the pros that you want to manifest into the world. And you start each one saying, I am so happy and grateful that 
blank. Because the thing is about the universe is that you have to be specific with what you want to manifest. You can't just say that, like, I wish to have more money or I wish to be more prosperous in my finances because the universe is going to take what you have already and multiply it. So if you're already in, like, a bad financial state, you got to make the universe believe that you're already in a good financial place and you just want to do better. Mm -hmm. So let's say, like, I want, like, I want more success for my art like that okay so i'd say something like in my list i'd say i am so happy and grateful that a lot of people appreciate and enjoy my art mm -hmm. because when i release that message out to the universe it's going to take what i already have and send it back multiplied however mm -hmm. many which is good because you want to have this good sense about yourself like thinking positively and like I said, channeling those manifestive thoughts and feelings out into the universe. Mm -hmm. So once you make those lists, you're going to burn them. But here's what you do. You burn the negative one first, and this cleanses all of that negativity, the things you want to get rid of from your life, all the bad habits, the negative influences, all those things you want to cleanse first to make room for all the positives that are going to come afterwards. And when you burn, so when you burn that second list, that energy is going to be released out into the universe. And that's how you do it. Mm. So I think that's a pretty good way to go about that. That sounds good. Yeah. I like the way that you're thinking about that too, especially if you want something back from the universe. Yeah. And like I said, it's a really <laughs> good time for people to, you know, really think about what they want to do. Not just like who they are as a person. This is like, it's much more about self-identification and, you know, like I say, you want to start your own business, now's a good time to do that. If you want your music career to take off, now's a good time to manifest those thoughts and feelings. You know, it, it goes on, on and on and on. Yeah, and it definitely depends on where you're at, like the yeah. situation. And also inside yourself of how much can you put, you know, put yourself through to get through that. Yeah. And another thing too, and I, um, one of the examples they used, which will help us greatly if we ever decide to do this, but when you want something that you don't have, so like a house. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted a house, let's say I was manifesting finances for a house, I would put down in my list of pros, I am so happy and grateful to have a, and then specifically describe a house like a three bedroom two bathroom house with a privately fenced in backyard and a rendezvous like things like that is something i need to be channeling out into the universe if i want to receive mm -hmm. that that's just what i was able to get from my research today so that's the great conjunction that is going to happen tomorrow night you'll be able to see jupiter and saturn in alignment it's they call it like the christmas starlight because yeah. it's going to be very bright in the in the night sky. Mm. So after tomorrow night, hopefully a lot of people who experience that energy shift will hopefully experience a good good things to come from it. Exactly. So with that being said, <laughs> let's jump into the winter solstice because that's another big thing that's happening tomorrow. So the winter solstice occurs when one of the Earth's poles has its maximum tilt away from the sun. It happens twice yearly, once in each hemisphere, northern and southern. So in June 21st, that's our summer solstice. That's the longest day in the year. The mm -hmm. winter solstice, which is going to be tomorrow, it happens every 
December 21st, mm-hmm. and that's when we experience the longest night. Oh, okay. Yes. So this well, that, happens... That's why it's so long. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times, this winter solstice, we have Yule, which is in like a nor- northern hemisphere, which is what we hear a lot when we think of like paganism. Sometimes we, the term Yule comes up a lot. So the spiritual significance of the winter solstice, what does this do? So the light of the sun begins a new solar cycle at winter solstice. The rays shine into the dark and nurture the newborn life there to be cultivated. So at this time in the northern hemisphere, we are experiencing the longest and darkest nights of the year, as we mentioned before. (laughs) In winter, everything lies dormant in the silent earth and is a secret time of rest and reflection before the awakening and slow build towards brighter days. So the energy of winter that is that of going within. It is fruitful darkness and silence out of which our soul's yearnings and new inspirations can eventually emerge as we consciously link our awarenesses to nature cycles, our understandings of our own personal growth cycles begin to deepen. Mm -hmm. So in Latin, solstice is made of two words, soul meaning the sun and sistir meaning to make stand. So winter solstice is one of the most powerful points of the year as the axis of the Earth's pause shifts and moves in the opposite direction, like we mentioned with the north and southern poles. For the three days around the solstice, so the day before, the day of, and the day after, we experience the power of the standstill point and the shift of direction. The sun standing still is a powerful metaphor for the energy available to us at the winter solstice solstice to change the direction of our lives with intention and build on this energy as we enter into the new year so like i mentioned with the the great conjunction that's why like all of these things are happening at once the great conjunction the winter solstice the age of aquarius and the beginning of the capricorn season this is a lot going on for a lot of people spiritually and it's gonna be mind-blowing but here's the thing but i am singing it so hard in my head right now for today let yourself rest in the peace of darkness knowing the changing of season and the return of brighter days is ahead be reminded you are always connected to source and your inner light never dims so that's something to really look forward to but yeah it's like i said a, a lot of different um cultures celebrate the winter solstice like i mentioned before the winter solstice is one of those days where the veil between dimensions whether it's the physical and spiritual dimensions or just dimensions of different types are at their thinnest so yes we might be able to like mediums who talk to ghosts can get more communicative channeling that way see i'm so glad i was right about this but it's not evil it's not dark magic i am so sick of your shit like (laughs) Let me move on before I get really angry. Anyway. (laughs) So that is the winter solstice. That's something, uh, you know, to look forward to. Now let's get into the main topic of discussion, which is the season of the Capricorn. So Capricorn season starts on December 21st. It ends at January 21st, going into the following year. No, I don't like this one. (laughs) No, because... No, I don't like this. When I was doing my research, I found one that I don't highly recommend. Nope. It's called Astrology yeah. Zodiac Signs. It's 
it's okay, but some of their information is not exactly accurate. Like it told me that December 22nd was going to be the first day of Capricorn season. But and they're if, wrong. If I hadn't done further research today, we would have been delayed and I probably would have been laughed at. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to be accurate. So I did my thorough research and I confirmed on three different sources that December 21st is the first day of Capricorn season. Of course, yes. So let me get into this. Wait, I think I found it. Yep. Okay, never mind. Oh my god. Sorry. New one. Mm. So astrology.com. Capricorn zodiac sign, characteristics, dates, and more. Says that the Capricorn dates start from December 21st and supposedly ends on January 20th. Its symbol is the sea goat. Its element or mode is the cardinal earth. Its ruling pattern is Saturn. So that's why the great the great conjunction with Saturn being one of the two planets in alignment is going to be very important, not just for Capricorns, but for other signs that are ruled under Saturn, like Aquariuses, which is what you and I are, Colin. Very proud of that. Capricorn falls under the 10th house. Its colors are like brown and khaki, which is what, uh, you know, and... Sometimes they're often represented by a tarot card, and, and according to this website, it says the tarot card represented is the devil. Capricorn traits and overview. So Capricorn, the tenth sign, and the mountain goat of the zodiac is all about hard work. Those born under this sign are more than happy to put in a full day at the office, realizing that it will likely take a lot of those days to get to the top. Since Capricorns are both ambitious and determined, they will get there. Life is one big project for these folks, and they adapt to this by adopting a business-like approach to most everything they do. Capricorns are practical. They take things one step at a time. They are realistic and pragmatic as possible. Those with a Capricorn zodiac sign are extremely dedicated to their goals, almost to the point of stubbornness. A lot of times Capricorns are represented as like the patriarch of the zodiac sign, mm -hmm. whereas like, I think it's Mars that's usually like represented with like a male symbol, I think. Yeah. And then Mars Venus. Mars and Venus is the women? Venus, yeah. So <clears throat> that's where Capricorns kind of are seen as. They're seen as like the businessmen, the patriarchs, the... Yeah. The disciplinarians and stubborn ones. So the symbolism of Capricorn and its myth. So the stellar constellation of the Capricorn represents the sea goat, like I mentioned, whose mythology extends back to the mid-Bronze Age. The Babylonians called the sea god Ea, which is spelled E-A, who was the protective god of water, knowledge, and creation. In Greek mythology, the sea goat has other connections, one being the goat Amalithia, who nursed baby Zeus after he escaped being eaten by his father Kronos. In a later tale, um, the sea goat's broken horn was transformed into the cornucopia of earthly bounty. So you know how every Thanksgiving, they always plaster those pictures of the cornucopias? You know what those are, Colin? Here, I'll show you. Oh, yeah, I know these, yeah. Yeah, so... He escaped in that thing? Well, no, that's, it's a broken horn oh, of the sea goat. Yeah. Oh. So Capricorn is also associated with Priscus. P-R-I-C-U-S is another mythological tale. Mm. So Capricorn element, mode, and season. It does go back into the winter solstice, as it mentions here. In mm. the western tropical zodiac, Capricorn season begins on December 21st, commencing the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere. This is the time of year when the sun's heat and light are at their lowest, with the night outweighing the day. 
From this point, the days slowly begin to lengthen towards the spring equinox, representing the fourth and last seasonal pivot of the year. Capricorn's affinity for resourcefulness and preparedness is mirrored in the activities of the winter, where we enter a hibernation and conservation mode. Mm. Capricorns are earth elements, so the heaviest and most solid element thought by ancient astrologers to be the densest form of matter. Earth represents the very structure that all of nature is built with and upon, and without it, nothing could take a material form. Capricorn's affinity for leadership, administration, and welding material power are all akin to the structure and tangibility of the earth element. So it's domicile, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, domicile. So it's rulership, like we mentioned, with Saturn. Saturn was assigned rulership to both Aquarius and Capricorn. Capricorn was thought to be the nocturnal night home of Saturn, an ambitious and disciplined Earth sign that allows Saturn to express and enact its most stern and authoritative functions. Among these are strong, practical, productive, and organizational abilities. Those born with Saturn and Capricorn will likely find that many of these abilities come naturally and easily to them. Saturn and Capricorn people tend to have a innate sense of duty and responsibility that they apply to restructure and reorder their world. So yeah, that's that's Capricorn in a nutshell. Happy. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about the 10th house. I'm just going to read a little bit. And then I want to list off some famous Capricorns we might know that might make the same traits and characteristics as a typical Capricorn person. So the 10th house in modern astrology. So Capricorn was assigned the 10th house of public status and career. Since Capricorn's earthy and ambitious pursuits are aligned with the Concerns of this house, Capricorn is ruled by the planet of the time and patience. It invites an analytical Saturian, 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 Saturian sub-signature to the 10th house. So like we said, after I was going to talk about that, I was going to look up some famous Capricorns. So famous Capricorns, some of us might know. Uh, We have Denzel Washington. Oh, he's a cabbie? Yeah, he is... He's born on December 28th, so his birthday's coming up. Bradley Cooper is also one. John Legend. Yeah, let me read. All right, fine. Jim Carrey is a Capricorn. (laughs) Yeah, which I think is highly interesting because, like we mentioned, Capricorns are very disciplined. They're goal-oriented. Jim Carrey has been very opposite of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that he falls under the Capricorn signs. David Bowie was also a Capricorn. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley, too, was a Capricorn. Mm. Betty White is a Capricorn. No surprise. Her birthday is on January 17th. Oh, wow. About, like, a few days before Aquarius. But you want to know something interesting about Betty White? I mean, she's not only a Capricorn. Her birthday's on January 17th. Next January 17th, she'll be 100 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jared Leto is also a Capricorn. Ah, okay. I like him. Diane Keaton is a Capricorn. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is a Capricorn. Well, despite all my rage, I'm still Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel from The New Girl. I love Zoe. She's so she's so awesome. Dolly, she was, she's an elf. Dolly Parton is also a Capricorn. Oh, that woman, yeah. 
Working nine to five. Yeah, not surprised. Ricky Martin is a Capricorn. <laughs> Leaving the Vita Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad Ali is a Capricorn. He's the best. He's the best Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So that's just to name a few, but you can always just like look up online who else is famous Capricorns. I have a couple people in my family who are Capricorns. Um, actually, my our best friends, my little brothers, who are like brothers to me, Eric and Michael Pinellas are Capricorn. When are, when are their birthdays? I think it's January 18th. They might hate me for this, but uh, probably January 18th or 19th, around there. Yeah, so they fall just in time. Just towards before the, Aquarius, yeah. Yeah, just before that. But they're part of the um, Capricorn family, so yeah. My brother-in-law's birthday is on January 4th. Oh, and my yeah. stepfather's birthday, I want to say, is January 18th. Oh, wow. You do have some Capricorn in your family. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm a just, couple. But I'm such the opposite. I know. You and I are Aquariuses, which I don't know how that... That episode's going to be interesting. The, yeah. Yeah, when we do the Aquarius I've heard a episode, lot. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I've heard a lot of things about Aquariuses, some of which I kind of categorize as, like, the creative, artsy type. <clears throat> yeah. Which is what most Aquariuses are known for. That's what I am. So. But I also heard that we can be very conniving and sneaky, which I kind of fall into that car. But um, anyway, so <laughs> I think that's all I really have to say. I know it wasn't the best episode, but I wanted to put one out here hey, it's in all time. Right. Yeah. I wanted to put one out here in time for, like I said, the winter solstice. Tw- the winter solstice date, especially like I said, with everything that's going to be happening. Yeah. And before we wrap it up and sign off, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention or address. It's about the podcast, so don't give me that look, Colin. But I have failed to mention recently that we have expanded our podcast in terms of audiences again. So, like we mentioned before. We had we had welcomed Turkey and the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. to our podcast, and we still welcome them. We still thank you again for taking the time to listen to our podcast. But now but we have a new country. We have we now have two new countries. Oh, we have the Netherlands. Yes, the Netherlands, which have you know been with us for a little while. And I, again, I failed to mention. I'm sorry, but we wow, welcome you. Wow, jerk! I'm sorry, but we welcome you. We welcome you with open arms. And then we want to welcome a huge chunk of people who... From across the pond. Yes, in the UK, who have joined our podcast and started listening to us since, I think, this past... Since the last episode. So we really want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. You know, we welcome you to listen to more of our stuff. And another thing... You love me. You really, really love me. Not that, but a good portion of listeners have been listening through this thing called Podcast Attic, which I've never heard of. I never heard of either. That was a first. I don't know anything about it, but I looked into it, and they seem like a pretty good... But I will say this, too. Podcast Attic has a review section for stuff, so if you guys are listening on... Please do that and see what you think of us. I don't care, good or bad. I don't care. Yeah, so I think right now the only only things I can think of is that Apple Podcasts and Podcast Addicts are the only two that I know of that do reviews. So if you guys are listening on those platforms, go give us a review. You know, it'd be really nice to get your guys' opinions and to, you know, see what other people think about our podcast. God. If you enjoy our show, you can subscribe <laughs> and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, like, share, and subscribe to our 
channel. Awesome. This is the week of Christmas. Holidays are going to be right on top of each other. I think like we might take a little break after the holidays, especially after Christmas and New Year's, because those kind of like fall almost within a week yeah, of each other. Exactly. I'm going to be working a lot. Colin's going to be working a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a really hard time getting our schedules together to do another podcast episode. So if you guys don't hear from us this weekend and you don't hear from us before New Year's, we want to wish you guys a happy holidays and a happy New Year's. Thank you all and thank you for listening to us because we do appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Yep, and do continue to stay safe. Make sure you wear your mask. And I know it's going to be hard to social distance, but you guys and to Walk all... it up and do it. We just got to prepare ourselves. Exactly. You know, I, yep. you always have to prepare yourself for something. So, until then, this has been an episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Aaliyah. Signing off saying happy holidays, and I love Betty White.